When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Farm Talk with John O'Connor with Dairy Gold Heifer Rearer Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Marie Tuig. On the programme, we continue our weekly look at the world of agriculture and food, the suspension of serial COVID-19 testing at meat plants, the COVID-19 credit guarantee scheme, confirmation from the Agriculture Minister that the fourth meeting of the Beef Task Force is to take place later this month. MEP Marie McGuinness has been named as Ireland's EU Commissioner. Our Chagask advisory this week is with William Burchill. Dairy Gold's Dairy Area Sales Manager Ivan Valance is on the programme. Farm Talk's John O'Connor looks at other stories making the agri-news and hashtag ploughing 2020, the National Ploughing Association to host a digital engagement during what should have been ploughing week. Farm Talk on C103. There's a warning there could be a tsunami of COVID-19 cases in meat plants after serial testing was suspended. The HSC says the process has been suspended until next week due to an increase in demand for tests in the community. Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor of the Irish Farmers Journal, has been speaking to Patricia Messenger on C103's Cork Today show. My colleague Hannah Quinn Mulligan has a story in this week's Farmers Journal on this issue um, and she's seen emails um that were sent from the HSE to a number of factories uh, on Tuesday evening of this week. Um, And those emails said that uh, the testing was being paused for the minute um, due to resource issues. So that comes back to, uh, you know, the uptake in uh, the virus in the general population that was putting uh, testing services under pressure on on the whole system. So that was why the decision then was taken to um, post or to pause um, the blanket and serial testing of of workers in meat factories. Because the serial testing programme was only launched last month, wasn't it, by Michal Martin, the Taoiseach? Yeah, that's right. It was launched um, after the the local lockdown, people remember, in the three counties around the Midlands, Leash, Offaly and Kildare, after a number of clusters were identified in certain plants there. And then it was said it had started serial testing um, plants in those counties. I think there's 14 or 15 overall in those three counties. And then it was announced that it would go nationally, that it would it would, it would test um, the thousands um, of, of meat 
factory workers um, around the country. So now it's been paused um, for the minute. There has been criticism of the move to pause mass testing and processing plants until next week. SIPTU's Greg Ennis says that this decision could have very serious consequences. I think it's a potential disaster. Uh, I could foresee a tsunami of cases arising in the meat sector over the next number of weeks and months. And while I do accept that there is a growing demand for testing in the community, where is the 15,000 tests per day that Simon Harris promised on March 19th, six months ago? This is a shocking decision. They've had enough time to ramp up and ensure that testing could be provided both within the food industry and in the uh, wider community. The HSE's national lead for testing and tracing, Neovo Byrne, says outbreak testing isn't affected. That's really important because that still continues and is continuing this week and has continued to actually, has gone back all the way as far as March, any time there were, there were outbreaks in the meat plants. For now, the HSE is asking anyone working in a meat plant to self-isolate if they have symptoms and call their GP so that they can be referred for a test. Thousands of businesses, including farms and fisheries, are now able to apply for a loan under the COVID-19 credit guarantee scheme. Farm Talk's John O'Connor has been telling me about the scheme. Hi, John. I understand there's a new cheap loan scheme which farmers can apply for. Yes, Mairead. It's the €2 billion COVID-19 credit guarantee scheme, known for short as CCGS. The scheme provides farmers with access to low-cost loans. It was launched on Monday, 7th of September 2020 and closes for applications at the end of this year, December 31st, 2020. How will the borrowing rates compare with regular loans? The rates have not been published as yet. It's being speculated rates could be as low as 3% or 3.5%. That's 5 to 7% lower than current account overdraft rates, which are 9 to 10%, or short-term rates of 7 to 8%. The €2 billion Euro fund benefits from an 80% state-backed guarantee. The CCGS scheme is actually the largest of its kind launched since the foundation of the Irish state. How can listeners qualify for this loan scheme? To qualify for this COVID-19 low-cost loan scheme, the applicants must declare a 15% loss to their actual or projected turnover as a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic. Beef farmers, indeed, might well qualify, as would tillage farmers hit by lower malting barley intakes, stemming from the pub shutdowns and decreased demand for the malting barley end product. What kind of loan amounts are we talking about? Loan amounts will range from €10,000 to a million euro, and will be unsecured up to €250,000. Funds can only be used for term loans of up to six years. An important point to mention, overdraft facilities and working capital lending options need to be added immediately and not later in the year. And Dan, who will operate the CCGS Cheaper Loan Scheme? The operation of the scheme will be overseen by SBCI, the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland. Applications can be made through AIB directly, Bank of Ireland or Ulster Bank. SBCI has launched an open call for the expression of interest amongst other lenders to participate in this scheme. And what is the closing date for applications? According to SBCI, the closing date for applications is 31st of December 2020. €2 billion is quite a sum, but of course if applications exceed the £2 available, it's first come, first served. So applications in early. And John, farmers who borrowed at much higher regular rates prior 
to the CCGS scheme. Have they any recourse? It's a question worthy of consideration, Mairead. Maybe the banks in question might reach an accommodation with those farmers who, unfortunately, borrowed at an earlier, higher rate for goodwill, possibly. How have the farm organisations reacted to the launch of the CCGS Cheaper Money Fund? Very favourably indeed, Mairead. Here is Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnellogue, speaking about the scheme. I would certainly encourage businesses to examine it in full detail uh, and to look uh, to see how it can support them in their work ahead and in terms of getting back to full throttle again as we come out uh, gradually, please God, of the, of the very tremendous disruption that we've had as a result of COVID. The fourth meeting of the Beef Task Force is to take place later this month. Stakeholders will discuss the draft application for Irish grass-fed beef to attain PGI status and the market transparency studies being conducted by Grant Thornton. Jason Fitzgerald from Beef Plan says farmers are still getting low prices for their stock. The farmers are not seeing on the ground any benefit really that has accrued from the task force, real tangible differences in their pocket. And that's really what it comes down to. It seems to be meeting and um, there doesn't seem to be really results coming from it. And I think it really does need to push on and make a difference now in the upcoming meetings. The ASA Conference 2020 took place yesterday morning at the Maryborough House Hotel in Cork. It was the 78th annual ASA Conference, sponsored by FBD Insurance, and was live-streamed given the COVID restrictions in place. Taoiseach Michal Martin delivered the opening address. Here is an excerpt. Our agricultural sector has proved its resilience time and time again during periods of uncertainty, such as market-related challenges, extreme weather-related events, and more recently, the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, with the increased environmental focus set out in the Common Agricultural Policy post-2020 and farm-to-fork strategy, our agricultural sector faces yet another challenge. The response of the agricultural sector, if carefully managed and properly supported, has the potential to set us on a path of transformation to the most sustainable future for food security, for our environment, and for our farmers. The recent agreement by European leaders of the European Union budget 2021 to 2027 sees the restoration of the proposed cuts to the common agricultural policy budget that were outlined by the Commission in May of 2018. This was a key requirement for Ireland in the budgetary negotiations. Ireland's overall cap allocation will be 10.7 billion euro for the 2021-27 period. Given the significant pressure to reduce the funding for the cap, I am pleased that a positive outcome for the cap post-2020 was achieved. The EU budget also includes a special allocation of 337 million for Ireland in recognition of challenges facing our agricultural sector. I continually emphasize that the agri-food sector is one of the most important and successful, consistently, indigenous elements in our economy. And the sector's success is due in part to its exceptional ability to withstand or adapt to challenges. Farm Talk on C103. Gert Chagask Advisory this week is with William Burchill. William works on the Chagask Dairy Gold Joint Programme and facilitates discussion groups. I started by asking William to give us a roundup of the current grass situation on farms and what farmers need to be considering regarding grass management at the moment. At the moment, I suppose 
grass growth has been had dipped for a bit, you know, with that colder and wetter weather, but we're expecting to see a bit of a bounce out of the warmer temperatures in the past week. Some of the lower stock farms seem to be kind of okay for grass, and they've built up a nice cover of grass for themselves going into the autumn. Maybe some of the higher stocked farms, maybe farms up at, you know, three, three and a half livestock units per hectare, you know, they're a little behind target in terms of building grass covers, but still there is a bit of time left, you know, for those farms to, to build covers and there's a few key actions that they need to take. On those targets for those farms and what they need to be aiming for is coming out to the middle of September now, farms need to be kind of on a 35-day rotation and that would be kind of on the, with the, the farms on the drier soils. Whereas, you know, other farms then, you know, who are kind of on more heavier natured ground, they probably would want to have a rotation like now of around around the 30 days. An easy way that I would kind of work that out would be if you have 90 acres available to your cows, those farms should be grazing around three acres per day. Other targets then that some farmers might look at would be what's the average farm cover. Some farmers are grass measuring and they'd be kind of familiar with these targets. For the middle of September, farms stocked at about two and a half livestock units per hectare should be at an average farm cover of around 1,050. If you're up on three livestock units per hectare, you'd be talking about an average farm cover of around 1,100. And, you know, for those farms stocked at three and a half, then, you know, up in the higher stocking rates, you would talk about aiming for an average farm cover of around 1,200. Traditionally, we've kind of seen that the farmers with the higher stocking rates, they do find it a bit more difficult to put enough grass on the farm for the autumn. Some of the things that they could do in order to build grass, they have to look at their growth and they have to look at their demand. In terms of growth, like, you know, they should be putting out their fertilizer and how the fertilizer up to date. But just a reminder for farmers at the moment is that the closing date and the last date that they can spread nitrogen and phosphorus fertilizer is the 14th of September. A lot of the time, the date of the 15th of September is thought of as the last date, but the 15th of September is the first day closed. So other things that farmers can do then would be, you know, to, you know, to apply slurry. If they have slurry in the tanks, you know, it's a good time of the year to try and get the tanks emptied going into the winter. And look, that'll also supply nutrients there in terms of helping to boost on grass growth as well. That's the growth side of the coin, you know, and the other side in is like farmers can maybe make alterations, you know, to reduce their demand for grass. A lot of people could do this, you know, maybe introducing a bit more meal. What other people will do as well is they might have ground that was taken out for silage or ground that was taken out for receding and that ground might be coming back in now at this time of the year and that will help them to reduce down their demand for grass. They can take some of their maiden heifers or in calf heifers or if they have dry stock, take them off their milking platform and move them out to an outside block where second cut silage was taken, grass is building up there for them then as well. You know, if we have enough grass built up on the farm, it will allow us to extend our grazing into the autumn, you know, when growth rates decline. That entail should help to improve and keep milk solids in the cows up. And also in terms of, um, you know, on dry stock farms, it helps keep live weight gain progressing along towards the back end of the year. And as well, I suppose, look, you know, grazed grass is the, is the cheapest diet for be it our, our milking cows or our dry stock. So, you know, keeping grass in the diet for as long as we can in the autumn is, 
advantageous to us in terms of money in our pockets. We've had a reasonably good summer, so what sort of weights should young stock be around at this time of the year? The way I'd um, always think of this, um, Marie, is I kind of try to work back, you know, what, like what age are my heifers and you know, how much should those heifers be putting on per month. The typical figure that we would use is that heifer calf should be putting on around 0.7 of a kilo per day. So over the course of a month, 30 days, that's about 20 kilos a month. If we have heifers that were born there in kind of January, February time, they'd be in or around the seven months old now. So seven months by 20 kilos, so that's about 140 kilos live weight, plus a birth weight of around 40 kilos. So those January, February born heifers should be in or around 180 kilos live weight now at the moment. One consideration for farmers, maybe those farmers who, who haven't been feeding meal, you know, as we kind of get into the second half of September and look maybe if grass dry masses are dropping and the energy levels in the grass are dropping, it probably is a good time of the year for farmers to maybe to introduce meal to those those heifer calves if they haven't they don't have it in already. And like in some cases, I have seen this on the this on the odd farm now where they would split the heifers and they might you know put their lightest heifers in a separate bunch and maybe just feed them a small bit more. And then in terms of the beef side of the house, they might have more continental breeding in them or they'll have more beef genetics in them. And typically, their target would be higher. So it will be up at about 1.1 kilos per day or a little over 30 kilos a month is what they should be putting on. Again, it's important for those animals as well to keep growing, you know, because those, you know, dry stock or suckling heifers, they would need to be in around 380 to 420 kilos at breeding next year. It's important as well, like, if those heifers have been recently been weaned, you know, that they would be fed and um, to keep their live weight going. In general as well, that would be the place as well for beef cow or for bull calves as well. Up until weaning, those cows will generally put on that 1.1 kilos per day quite easily. But once they're weaned, you know, that extra bit of meal definitely helps them to keep them growing. Just moving away from the young stock, some of the older cattle now that might be coming up to finishing, and particularly for anyone who wants to get their cattle finished off grass, the key consideration they'll have to think of is that if they're finishing cattle off grass, you really would want to give them at least six weeks of meal before finishing to ensure that they have a sufficient fat cover. Those type of cattle, like, they can be built up to, like, I suppose, a maximum of around between four to five kilos. But, you know, I'd introduce it slowly and build them up slowly over time. And we will hear more from William Birchill later on in the programme. MEP Maureen McGuinness has been named as Phil Hogan's successor as Ireland's EU Commissioner. Farm Talk's John O'Connor has some reaction to her appointment. The recent appointment of Commissioner Maureen McGuinness has been widely welcomed by Irish farmers and the nation, even though she is not directly in charge of an agricultural portfolio. In her career, Ms McGuinness has been a prominent broadcast journalist and commentator, including hosting the national TV programme Ear to the Ground. An increase in the cap budget post-2020, or at least the retention of funding, is to the fore in European farmers' concerns. It's becoming clear that most, if not all, cap funding will be linked to environmental programmes. A new well-funded REPS Rural Environmental Protection Scheme would be palatable to many Irish farmers. Previous REP schemes were successful for most who took part. Although, strictly speaking, 
Commissioner McGuinness is a commissioner acting for European Union interests, including Irish interests. She will bring a strong and credible voice on agriculture to EU discussions. Ms McGuinness has developed an extensive network across EU institutions, by all accounts. EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen recognised Ms McGuinness's, quote, great qualifications and Ms McGuinness had her full trust. There was satisfaction and a strong sense of relief and damage limitation when Ms McGuinness was offered the Financial Services, Financial Stability and Capital Markets Union portfolio. Commissioner McGuinness was elected to the position of Vice President of the European Parliament in 2017 and was again elected to the post two years later. Commissioner McGuinness takes over the financial services portfolio as the Brexit endgame nears and the financial impact of COVID-19 has to be skillfully managed to be minimised or eliminated. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen says Mairead McGuinness's experience will be vital. Having been an MEP since 2004 and currently holding the post of first Vice President of the European Parliament. This experience is crucial in carrying forward the EU's financial sector policy agenda and ensuring it supports and strengthens the Commission's key priority, notably the twin green and digital transition. Farm Talk on C103. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
We continue this week's programme with Dairy Gold's Dairy Area Sales Manager, Ivan Valence. We're well into September now. Farmers are lining up paddocks in order of close-off and efforts are being made now to prolong the grazing season as much as weather will allow. I started by asking Ivan about what steps can farmers take now to extend the grazing season and keep cattle out of sheds for as long as possible. I'm going back there to the month of August, I need to tell everybody there... Um, with all the rain and a poor utilisation of grass, along with maybe some damage being done to paddocks and marae, um, the big thing is there is to try and build a decent, a decent cover of grass and build a nice wedge to carry us into the back end of the year. Especially, I think, the best thing there needs to be done is probably mention the grass on farm and put a feed plan in place to help us maximise grass from here right out to the back end of the year and, I suppose, and, and also to maximise meat um, produced from that grass. Overall, marae, looking at I suppose pasture-based Ireland covers on farm at the minute are low currently there from pasture-based Ireland last week average farm cover was 860 kilos of dry matter per hectare and I suppose what we're aiming for there Marais, is we'd like an average farm cover of in around 1100 kilos of dry matter per hectare for the middle of September so we're probably running about 14% behind Marais for the time of the year I suppose at least it's not too late yet Marais and there is a few things that we can do to, to pull it over the line. I suppose the big thing is there by next Monday, uh, 14 September, if, I suppose in most cases it's probably done, but if not, I suppose to get done in the coming days, Marie, is to get out as well and thank and spread the farm with the last round of fertilizer and get the 30 units of nitrogen out over the whole farm, Marie. The other thing that can be done is to extend the rotation, like I mentioned, and to build the range of grass. And the other things we can do there is to increase concentrate feeding marae. And in some cases, we have introduced some very good quality bale silage to the cows. And in other cases in marae um, that have come across there in recent days, there is some aftergrass maybe being brought in from out blocks of ground and, and brought in and fed the cows. And in other cases, in uh, definitely during the last week, there's a lot of scanning taking place, Marade. And if the plan is, as well, is to get those cold cows off the farm and to reduce demand. So definitely, Marade, the big thing is there now, as well, is to get in and, and, and start building covers and building that grass wedge to carry us into the back end of the year, Marade. That's the big aim from, from here now and, and, and out to the end of September. And Ivan, how can farmers maintain milk volumes during adverse weather conditions? Normally, there, Marade, uh, milk volumes should decline, I suppose, in around 2% per week. 10% per month and any volumes that are declining greater than that marade it's an indication of maybe poor energy nutrition and the cows are lacking energy like I mentioned earlier going back to those kind of poor weeks there in August I suppose um, the average milk supply the dairy gold um, it actually declined by 5% per week for that 2-3 to three week period I suppose and if we look back from 2017 to 2019 it only, it only dropped by 2% for the same week so it's a clear indicator there marade I suppose the, the lower dry matter grass and I suppose cows kind of grouped together along by ditches and things there during the bad spell did have an awful impact on cows and definitely the dry matter intakes and everything Marade, and it definitely took an awful hit and I suppose the thing is Marade, if, if we don't move in in time with the likes of the decline it can be very very hard to stop it and maybe go too far Marade. I suppose the big thing there Marade, to try and um, maintain milk volumes is probably to maintain the energy intake of the cow and the main thing there Marade, would be as was to utilise the best grass that's on farm and definitely to maintain grass quality in the diet of the cow and keeping the diet for as long as possible. One thing they is supposed to be wary of is probably maybe if conditions do change again and things do get wet, it's probably the dry matter of the grass. We saw back there in the poor weather conditions, the dry matter was gone down to maybe as low as 12 and 13% and wet grass has potential 
to lower energy intakes by maybe 30 to 50% by individual days. And the other thing they rate is about is maybe to increase concentration levels to the cows over those periods and just increase the drying matter intake. And some people look at milk volume rate, I suppose the other thing maybe to definitely look at is probably maintaining the milk lactose rate. It's often another very, very big indicator of the amount of energy in a cow's diet. Once you'd see your milk lactose germ rate coming under maybe 4.45% or even down as low as maybe 4.2%, you do need to look at, at the cow's diet and definitely get extra energy into the cow's diet rate, whether it's true, like I mentioned, concentrate or maybe getting some good quality silage into the diet rate just to bridge the gap is the main thing there. Ivan, I suppose changing feeding rates there, it's something you've already mentioned. What are farmers generally feeding now? Generally at farm level, at the minimum rate, in, in most cases they're feeding maybe three to four kilos in the parlor of a high energy dairy concentrate, mainly kind of 14% protein rate, and we'll probably see that maybe change up to maybe a 16% crude protein. Graphs at the minute, it's still high in protein, but it's just the quality of that protein that will start to deteriorate as the season goes on. So you will see people changing back up to, to 16% crude proteins from here on out. On higher stocked farms, and especially where they're trying to build big covers of grass, in extreme cases, you know, maybe they're maybe feeding six kilos in the parlor and then feeding, feeding silage to cows outside Marid and I suppose a rough guide there for people Marid would be um with uh, one bale of silage to a hundred cows would supply about two and a half kilos of old dry matter per cow per day Marid and and again, one silage would be introduced. We would recommend um, a 16% concentrate demerate to give them that bit of extra protein. I suppose one thing I would see the demerate about feeding the extra feed now, whether it's concentrates or silage, it's going to have a, a real positive impact um, going forward, both for us with body condition score of the cow. I think people need to be very aware of this demerate from here on out just to get the body condition score right and not to have cows under, I suppose, a body condition score of 2.75 coming into October demerate and if they are underneath that, so they will need extra feeding or they're going to need a longer dry period. So this is designed to, I suppose, move in and, and correct all those. And the other side, the rate is, I suppose, to, to get in with that extra feed and, and, and increase those dry matter intakes, I suppose, it would make the, the capture, I suppose, the, the, the high-value milk in the autumn rate. The proposed restrictions on lead ammunition over wetlands discriminate against farmers. That's according to the Irish Farmers Association. Farm Talks' John O'Connor has more on the proposed restrictions. Under new regulations, a farmer or their agent found in possession of lead ammunition for shooting over wetland habitats will be open to prosecution. The new measures follow extensive research into the impact of lead ammunition on water sources as well as human and wildlife health. Poisoning of wild birds following the ingestion of lead from ammunition has long been recognised and considerable research has focused on terrestrial birds including birds of prey and scavengers. Lead poisoning is estimated to kill a million wildfowl annually in Europe. Ingested lead can impact on brain performance in humans and wildlife, studies indicate. Extensive data on the subject, all points of view, may be googled at the following. The impact of lead ammunition on water sources, human and wildlife health, end of quote. The IFA Environment and Rural Affairs Chairman, Mr Paul O'Brien, said he has serious concerns over the proposed restrictions on using lead ammunition when shooting over wetlands. Mr O'Brien claimed the proposed restrictions discriminated against farmers. He said the most likely alternative to be used instead of lead ammunition at a comparable price would be steel gunshots. Shotguns which have the correct safety equipment or which are proofed to fire steel have a replacement cost of €2,000. 
The IFA chair contended that 80% of Ireland could be classified as wetland and subject to the proposed restrictions on use of lead ammunition. The legitimate need for farmers to use firearms for the protection of livestock and crops had not been considered by the NPWS, National Parks and Wildlife Service, when framing the new regulations, Mr O'Brien contended. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Six out of ten Irish food and agribusiness SMEs are using COVID supports. IFAC has published its 2020 food and agribusiness report. It was conducted by Amoric Research during June and July 2020, a challenging period for many Irish businesses. IFAC has over 30 offices around the country, including four in Cork, in Bandon, Mallow, Blarney and Skibbereen. Positive sentiment among owners, MDs and CEOs of SMEs has declined this year. The optimism index is at a three-year low. 55% are optimistic about the future compared to 74% in 2018. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has been widespread, with six out of ten SMEs using one or more of the COVID-19 supports. The temporary wage subsidy scheme was utilised by 39% of businesses. Brexit is another pressure point with only 48% of SMEs prepared. The findings have uncovered some positive signs too demonstrating the agility and resilience of SMEs across the sector. Many businesses reacted quickly to deal with COVID-19 and 9 out of 10 expect to be employing the same or more people in the coming year. Farm Talk on C103. Dairy Gold says it's committed to adhering to the most stringent environmental standards set down by the EPA. The agency granted a discharge licence for the company's cheese processing plant in Mogili. Residents in East Ferry have been voicing their concern about the decision. C103 senior news reporter Fiona Corcoran has the latest on this. Dairy Gold and Norwegian company Tyne have developed a 120 million euro cheese processing plant in Mogili following the granting of planning permission in 2018. 200 people have worked on the two-year construction and 67 new jobs will be created when the plant is fully operational. The new facility will process local dairy farmers' milk into a premium Norwegian cheese which will be sold across Europe. The company says it will provide a Brexit-proof market for milk from dairy farms across Cork. The EPA has has granted a licence to discharge waste from the plant and Dairy Gold says there are strict environmental standards attached which they will adhere to. In a statement, Dairy Gold says it embraces sustainability at all levels of the business and that water quality, soil fertility and biodiversity are key elements of their sustainability agenda. Locals in East Ferry claim that the company will pump 4 million litres of fats, oils and grease every day into the water, which they say will harm the protected species living there. Locals in East Ferry have described the granting of the discharge licence as ludicrous and insane. Debbie Hayes of Protect East Ferry Waters joins us on Farm Talk. We came to learn that the uh, EPA have um, given the go-ahead for um, Dairy Gold in conjunction with uh, Norwegian uh, firm Tyne to uh, dump their waste, essentially, right here behind us. Um, And we're not talking a little bit of waste, we're talking a huge amount of waste from their uh, Mogili cheese plant. Um, They have proposed to run a pipeline, uh, which they've already actually put down. It runs 14 kilometres from Mogili cross-country, and the outfall pipe is just up here in the North Channel. Um, The plan is for them to release... 4 million litres of fog daily into one of the most beautiful areas of East Cork. 
Um, we have felt from the very start that this was a ridiculous proposal, a catastrophic proposal, considering that the pipe is wedged between two special areas of conservation, of protection. So this is the home and habitat of protected species. And we would question really um, how the EPA can stand over this, considering um, that these species are actually protected under European law. Um, while the news is disappointing, we are a very united community. We stand together on this. We continue to fight this battle and we will fight it to the bitter end because what has happened here, this granting of the licence, is negligent, it is dysfunctional and it's absolute madness. We will not stand over it. We now return to our Tagusk advisory with William Birchill. I asked William if he'd heard of much scanning results from farms and what are the key points around scanning that farmers should consider. Over the course of the last kind of week or 10 days, Mary, I've started to hear scanning results in my in my discussion groups. And in general, I've kind of been hearing figures of anywhere from 6% to 17% empty in the cows. I suppose, to be honest, that's averaged out around 12%. Just for a target for farmers, if they are scanning over the next week or so, the target that they should be aiming for is around 10% or less empty cows over the course of a 12-week breeding season. It's a great tool to identify empty cows early. Once you know that information early, it kind of gives you options and it helps farmers to assess where they will be in terms of numbers next year. And it'll also give them an idea of how much culling they can do in terms of cows they want to get rid of, you know, that have maybe high cell count, maybe cows that are lame, or maybe, you know, it'll, it'll tell them how much scope they have to cull cows in terms of their, their levels of production as well. It'll help to identify twins as well. Look, it'll give the farmer the option then to give those cows a little bit more preferential treatment. The scanning is very useful in terms that it will give the farmer a good idea of um, the calving dates. Particularly when you scan using you know, the ultra, ultrasound scanning, that will give you the calving dates and it can kind of help farmers to give more informed decisions around drying off the cows and in terms of how long the dry cow period needs to be and when they need to dry off. Ultrasound scanning is one of the more popular methods. Some farmers now are using you know, a milk test and they generally do this at the milk recording. And that can give the farmer a yes-no answer whether that cow is actually in calf or not. It doesn't give direct calving dates, but some farmers kind of do find that the milk tests to check for pregnancy does work quite well if they have good records of AI services to their cows and they can match up them then with the pregnancy checks through the milk in order to give them some idea of the calving dates. One other slight advantage as well of the pregnancy testing through the milk is that the cows don't have to be handled and put through the crush. In terms of the scanning as well then too, just the key thing that farmers would have to think of is that the scanning should only happen, it should be at least 30 days since the last cow was served or from when the bull was taken out. So that's when you'll kind of get the most accurate results. For a lot of herds now they might have finished up breeding from mid to late July so you know that 30 days are well past at that stage so it's kind of a good time to schedule scanning. And I suppose just finally is there any upcoming events being organised by Chagisk? There's a, an upcoming event based on the farm of Jimmy Cotter in Coachford. Due to the Covid restrictions rather than having our usual farm walk there'll be an online farm walk on Thursday the 17th of September 
10.30 a.m. Jimmy is a monitor farmer and the Dairy Gold Chagas Giant Programme. And you can view this event live through the Chagas Let's Talk Dairy webinar hosted by our dairy specialist, Stuart Childs. You must first register for the webinar through the Chagas website, or if you simply Google Chagas Let's Talk Dairy, you'll be able to find it. The annual National Crops Forum will, will take place virtually this year, again due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Part two of that Crops Forum will be taking place on the 17th of September at 6.30pm to 7.30pm. All speakers in as well will um, answer questions towards the end of the session as well. Tyg Buckley from North Cork has been appointed as the new IFA Director of Policy and Chief Economist. Farm Talk's John O'Connor has more. The Irish Farmers Association has announced the appointment of Mr Tyg Buckley as its new Director of Policy and Chief Economist. From a farming background, he is currently Head of Agriculture with AIB Bank and has a strong knowledge of Irish farming and its policy environment at national and EU level. Tyg Buckley holds a degree in Agricultural Science from University College in Dublin, as well as a Master's of Business Administration, MBA, from University of Limerick. Tyg is also a Nuffield Scholar, a member of ASA, the Agricultural Science Association, and a qualified financial advisor. Prior to assuming the role as Head of Agriculture, Tyg was team leader of the IB's Agri-Advisory Team in the south of Ireland. He is also actively involved in dairy farming on his home farm in North Cork. IFA Director-General Damien MacDonald welcomed Tyg Buckley to the association. Mr MacDonald said this was a very important new role in the association. Tyg was passionate about Irish agriculture and he believed that working with the IFA policy team he would do a great job for the IFA and for Irish farmers. Meanwhile, the IFA president, Tim Cullinan, said this was a hugely challenging time for Irish farming and the IFA were delighted that someone of Tyg's calibre had joined the association. Tyg Buckley said he was very excited about the opportunity to develop policy on behalf of farmers. He said he was looking forward to joining the IFA at what is a pivotal time for Irish farmers. He said the IFA had always had a central role in policy development in Irish agriculture and his ambition was to further enhance this position. Tyg Buckley will take up his role on December 14th following a notice period with AIB. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Finally, with no ploughing 2020 due to COVID-19, the National Ploughing Association have announced that they will be hosting an exciting, fun and informative digital engagement during what should have been ploughing week, the 15th, 16th and 17th of September. There will be an array of special offers available, interactive competitions, the latest in agriculture machinery. And for those with a flair for fashion, there will be daily fashion shows. Ploughing 2020 will also include some actual ploughing from Ireland's finest Plowers. To get involved, you can use the hashtag Ploughing2020 and you can check out facebook.com forward slash Ploughing Championship, twitter.com forward slash NPAIE and instagram.com forward slash National Ploughing. 
Thanks to John O'Connor for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Marie Tuig. Thanks for listening. Farm Talk on C103. Farm Talk with John O'Connor with Dairy Gold Heifer Rearer Cube. A trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.